Hey, hey, welcome to the show. This is Pablo Gonzalez, and this podcast is a really good one. This is my buddy, Chris Ross, who is a world-class sales thought leader, trainer. He's got a company. He's built multiple hundred million dollar companies, and now he is building a media empire. And this is part one of two of a super long conversation because Chris has so much good stuff. In this one, we talk about overcoming self-limiting beliefs, starting your own company, the psychology and the persuasion of sales and the emotional intelligence of it all before we get into part two tomorrow, which is a lot about his foray into building a content empire. Enjoy. Chris is awesome. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, in my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way. And in that I can learn from him. This means every single person you've ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person, and therefore has something to teach you, and you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every room full of people you walk into is both a library and your stage. And the better you get at getting to know people, the value they each inherently bring, and how to share it with others, the greater the impact you can make on the world. My name is Pablo Gonzalez, and I've created a system called the Relationship Flywheel, designed to create impact through relationships at scale. And this podcast is a living document of how to do it. So hit subscribe right now. If you want to learn how to get to know people, get them to know you, and build a world-class network. Some episodes will be interviews, some episodes will be regular calls with people building rapport, and some will be tactical advice to teach you how to build your own relationship flywheel and achieve anything you want. Now smash that subscribe button and let's get connected. Let's rock. Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. Welcome to the Chief Executive Connector Podcast. I am Pablo Gonzalez, your Chief Executive Connector. Today, our guest is a beast. All he's done is go from a life of military service to become a sales leader, to becoming a super successful entrepreneur, building a massive corporation, to becoming a worldwide business strategist and thought leader. Now, he's just working on this digital media empire that I'm pumped to be a part of called Winject Studios. He's got the eyes of a puppy the beard of a motorcyclist, the emotional intelligence of a Shaolin monk, and he's just a really, really good dude that I feel lucky to have in my network. Please welcome the Lord of East London, the boss, Chris Rouse. Welcome, Chris. What's up, man? That was a hell of an intro. You kind of lived up to your title, my friend, for sure. But I'm really excited to be here. I don't even know how to really even start the show off with that type of intro. I don't want to fail it. So, but I'm ready to, you know, serve your audience and just hopefully they're able to, you know, listen to some of the things we'll share today. And I'm, and I'm and all the other stuff you've done. You've done amazing. And I'm a huge fan of your show as well. I've, I've, every time that I have someone come on my show, vice versa, I emerge myself in their content. And I, I love your message and I love your mission. And, you know, that's what it's all about. It's one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that success overall. But I'm excited to be here, man. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it, man. I'm, dude, I'm excited to have you on. And uh, you're going to do fine. You're going to do just fine. Don't worry. I, I'm sure. I've, I've been here before. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so as you know, since you've immersed yourself in my content, I have this thesis on human connection, right? The, yes. the quickest way that you connect with somebody 
is you either add some value to their life, which we're going to do plenty of today. Mm-hmm. But the other way is to, to share a vulnerability, right? So in order to connect with our friend that's listening in, in her ear right now, I would like to ask you what, what you're struggling with right now. What's something that you've struggled with in the past? Let's, let, let's get down sure. to, to, yeah. to real struggle. But I'm cool about leaning into, you know, vulnerability. I think that, you know, us being men and I was raised around some really, really strong men growing up, being an Italian family. I know the culture is very similar with, you know, obviously in Venezuela, a tight niche family, everything's about family, but we were kind of raised that we were unable to show that one side of us. But as I discovered, you know, and later in my journey, the more that you embrace that vulnerability and lean in, that's where your heart's at. And if you start shedding the layers, you get down to your true essence of who you are as an individual. But something that I've had to overcome even recently, most people probably know this that are closer to me, but I'm an extremely private person when it comes to my private life. Obviously, use us being entrepreneurs, we decided to make that shift and made that choice to live our life in a fishbowl. But my family didn't make that choice or decision. So I'll, I'll, allow, I'll allow them to step out and go into that fishbowl and that type of life if they choose to on their own. I think everyone should have a choice to be able to make that happen. But I do have a young daughter. She's a year old. This past year has been you know, very difficult for me because I'm not able to see her as much because of COVID, all the things that we have going on in my, my previous relationship. It's kind of like one of those things, Pablo, to be honest with you. You hit a certain level of success in life and you break past a seven to eight figure type of earnings, you think that I'm successful. Well, the more you start peeling and pulling these threads and realizing success is how you view it. Like, what do you, how do you, how do you view success? You know? And I, I, I had to ask myself, I struggle with this because I don't come from a lot of money, but when I started making that type of coin, I realized that happiness comes within. You talked about work-life balance. There's no work-life balance for me. This is my life. This is what I do. I just so happen to be great at what I do in all areas of my life now, in all aspects. So that's where I really come to, I guess, come into my true self and leading with that. But I may am a private person, but I'm an open book, if that makes sense. So that's something I had to overcome and start shedding some layers. Cultivation of silence, cultivation of self-discovery was a big thing for myself you know, really putting in the work. I've always had a real high emotional intelligence because of my sister being handicapped and me being raised around her in the same crib. She wasn't, she couldn't communicate verbally. So I learned how to develop emotional intelligence and communicate nonverbal and feeling, you know, kind of more of an empath and me putting myself completely in their shoes. But that's something I had to discover over the last year and really embracing adversity was, I can't live life selfish. I can't sacrifice myself for someone else's feelings or something else that they want. But I learned that through time. But now I've looked at it. Okay, is it in the best interest of me and my future and what I want and what I'm trying to cultivate, what I'm trying to build? And then I do it. But if it's not getting me to the outcome, I'm not making a move. I'm going to measure and reassess and figure out the best way or best course of action. So that's something maybe just completely vulnerable. And the reason why I'm able to communicate that to your audience because on the outside looking in, bro, they'd be like, oh God, this guy's a multimillionaire. He's built this company, he's built this, but I had to eat my own dog food, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Practice what I preach. And it's only made me bulletproof. It's only, I'm like, I'm yeah. like, when you, like um, I tell a story a lot about me being in the military and one of the coolest things I ever did 
when I was on an aircraft carrier and they're doing these flight ops, these fighter jets, you know, like Top Gun shit, right? Well, they were I was watching, they're breaking through a sound barrier, bro, right? And that's the coolest thing to watch. Yeah. It's the coolest thing to watch. And I'm sure people can maybe Google that and see what how they can break through a sound barrier. Well, the pilots once mentioned to me that if you break through that sound barrier, it's where you get the most pressure from the external, the outside world. Mm. I view that as in success, that mm. breaking through these levels of getting you to where you need to be in a person who you should be, not the person you want to be, the person you should be. So when you're breaking through these levels, it's like breaking through a sound barrier. So for myself, I believe over the past year specifically, I broke through another level and I got the most external like force, like resistance. But you have to be able to say, stay true to my course, hold fast and stay true is one of the Navy sayings. That you hold fast, stay true to your course, and you'll blast right through that level. Once I broke through, I feel like there's nothing going to stop me other than me. So if I said I want to become a mayor of London, I'm going to make that happen. But I'm not, I don't. I don't like. I don't want to be a politician. <laughs> you get my point. I mean, yeah, anything yeah. in life, you can you can manifest anything you want if you're willing to put in the work. Yeah, you got to be willing to put make that sacrifice. I'm hearing what you're saying, man. So you know, obviously. I knew coming into this conversation that one of the biggest challenges that we're going to have is that you're going to drop like 10 piles of like golden nuggets in like a five minute span. And then I was going to try to distill it some, but what I hear, I hear more than anything in, in what you're talking about is knowing what your end game is Mm -hmm. has become very, very crucial to you. And that end game for you, the definition of what that is seems to have evolved from a, more short-term materialistic perspective to a long-term impacts perspective, mission-driven perspective. Just from knowing you, I understand that, right? And that transitional point where you are attacking the ship, right? Like when you are, when you're turning that ship to, to go to this new coordinate is the is that inflection point. It's that sound barrier that you're talking about that you got to make this really painful turn. You're going to hear the boat and make noises and stretch and whatever. Look at me, look at me going all Navy, right? Like it's going to, yeah, it's right? going to, it's going to do all these things. And that's, that's that pain point, but that's the growth point. And, and once you, once you get on the other side of it, it's like piercing the veneer, man. You're like on the other side of the curtain and the whole perspective looks completely different. Yeah, it's, look- it's kind of the overall different. takeaway. Right. Yeah. You're looking back. It's kind of like one of those things where once you realize that nothing matters other than this moment, like all my achievements, all my accolades, all my failures, all everything in my past, I've made peace with that. Yep. And even my success, like I've had a massive success in business. I'm a very blessed individual, yep. but that comes from me putting myself in the right situations, making the right choices and decisions and partnerships being around the right people that pointed me in the right direction, cutting light years off my learning curve. Never have I've never had like a, a mentor that sat down with me and taught me something. They just pointed me in the right direction. So I've always been really good with people just like yourself of developing a real strong relationship, a lifelong relationships. So I look at every single person I've ever come in contact with directly or indirectly, in, especially in business. It's a shared legacy. When they see my success, they should see theirs. But that's a whole different shift. When you make that shift, bro, nothing in life is impossible. 
You just got to put the right intention on certain areas to ensure that you're going to be successful and whatever that means for you. So there are listeners out there who are tuning into this and they're going, what the freak is he talking about? What I'm talking about is you sitting down, take 10 to 15 minutes of your day. That's 1% of your day. Just let everyone know if you're going to a numbers game, take 10 to 15 minutes of your day and just be alone in your own thoughts. Don't listen to the voice on the back of your head. That's fucking fear. Listen to your gut. Listen to your intuition. A very calm voice will tell you exactly what you should be doing today. I love that, man. I love that. Right. Like I, number one, I'm very inspired by everything that you just said, because when a guy, when somebody that has achieved the things that you want to achieve in the way that you want to achieve them looks back at their journey and they validate the lessons that you learned that you're articulating, it's just really, really powerful, right? So as, as you are talking about the sitting down and, and being alone in your thoughts and figuring out what you want, it just very much reminds me of the conversation we had about needing distance to create perspective, to, to, yeah. to figure out what you're needing, right? And I went, I went, I went a very drastic route of taking like a 90 day kind of like remove myself from the scenario, but the 15 minute, 10 minute micro distance that you can do every single day is not, is accessible to everybody, right? Like, like you make the choice. Yeah. You you make the time for what's important to you. Are you investing in yourself or are you investing in everyone else's dream? Hmm. No one gives a shit. I'm telling you right now, no, you might have a spouse, you might have your family and they might care up to a certain degree, but no one's going to care about your life as much as you hmm. No one. you come to that realization. No one's coming to save you. There's no captain, save a business, no captain, save a hoe. If you're a hoe, whatever you do in life, there's no captain. There's no someone as saviors going to come and be like, Pablo, I got you. Yeah. There's no bailouts in life. If you want to be successful, it's up to you to make that choice and a decision. Like right now, I am a complete reflection of the decisions and choices that led me to this present moment in speaking with you. The reason why I'm able to have a conversation with someone like you is I put in the work. If I didn't put in the work previously, we wouldn't be aligned and wouldn't your mind, our minds wouldn't be impressionable to really serve each other. When I go on other shows, I'm not going on other shows just to go on shows. You see this a lot in podcasting. People just go there just to go on a show. I am very methodical and very systematic. And there's always always a play at hand. I only do business with people that are like-minded, that are aligned to my vision and my energy. And there's a lot of synergy there between us. If it isn't, I'm not going. Because what is it? What's the point? What is the point? So when you're taking that time for yourself, this is how you can start breaking some things down and figuring out what the hell is important for you. And when you figure that out, now you're a step ahead of 98% of the people out there in the world, Pablo. It's really easy to be the top 1% of the 1%. You know what it takes? Effort and having the right attitude. Work. Go after it. Go after it. Are you putting in enough work? Yeah, it might take just 10, 15 minutes of that's starting my day. 
But do, do you know that I spend at least two to three hours of every day with no technology? Wow. And I run virtual businesses. Two to three hours, no technology? No technology. You shut down the Wi-Fi? Like, what do you do? How do you do that? Well, no, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't watch mindless entertainment at all. Mm-hmm. There's times that I do watch TV. That might, maybe for me, if I'm overstimulated in a certain area of my life, then I have to get my mind off because I'm, I'm a very driven individual. There's no like, there's no different gears. There's, there's stop and there's go and there's go after it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah. that's it. I'm balls to the wall, hundred miles an hour at whatever I'm focusing on. I just learned now how to slow down time. I don't, I can't multitask. I understand that about myself. I might be able to listen to a podcast show or something and do some work or listen to music. I got to have background noise. But what I mean by no technology, just me, notepad, and in my own thoughts and whatever I'm working on. Here's the thing about life, okay? Before there's technology and computers and shit, you have a pen and piece of paper. But I, I document everything, man. So what I usually do is I'll print off like, hey, these are the things that I'm working on in business. Doesn't mean I'm not working, bro. I'm still working. I'm just using this. People, that's what's wrong with today's society. You have a stupid box on your hand. They're making you, it's making you stupid because it's a computer. You can, you can access any information you want to access. Yeah. There's, that's what I love about another thing I love about podcasting. That's a free source for you pretty much to just go and listen to like-minded people that have accomplished the things that you're setting out for. 100% man. So if those two to three hours every day, bro, like there's no paths everywhere in my house. And all I do is writing things down. And I have the best ideas from yeah. that. They're like, how the hell are you doing what you're doing? I break down my day so like pinpoint, like okay, five minutes here for this, 10 minutes here for that, a little break, buffer break, get some coffee, get some, I don't know, they, I'm in London. So it's so make some tea and shit. Some tea and coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, but I do talk a lot, right? This is what yeah. I do for a living. I, that's yeah. my voice. So yeah. I have to protect my voice. I'll drink some hot tea, lemon, honey. Make that shit happen because I don't want to get to Wednesday and speaking a lot. And next thing you know, I lose my fucking voice. Well, I mean, I can't, I don't know sign language. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, At least it doesn't, sign language doesn't translate real well to podcasting. To be no, perfect. it's just like, you know, I don't know how to do that. But the, my point is this if you start with that, then it leans into, then it leans into, and you start really doing inventory and how much time you're actually investing into things that you get no return on investment from. And that's a hard, that's a hard inventory if you are controlled by outside sources. Everyone thinks they need to seek an external to get to their end result of achievement or fulfillment in life. It's everything. You have everything inside your body right now. All the God-given gifts you have, but most of us don't discover what those are. They have to go work for someone else. That's okay. If you have a job right now and you're trading time for money, doesn't mean you can't be doing something on your own time. Get a side hustle, man. Sell a fucking popsicle. I don't give a shit. Like, look at look at the look at the market. Look at your area. What's your community? What do they need? What are some what are some yeah. things that you have available that you know really well of, and you're not just good. You're great at. Can yeah. you sell that in some way? Yep. You have zero. If you're in America right now, you have a zero excuse on why you're not a millionaire. Zero. The reason why I say that to you is because I know where you come from in the world. 
I get it, man. <laughs> I get it. Listen, man, again, really dense stuff. I want to dive into a couple of quick sure. things to delineate. Number one is when you said that nobody's going to care about you more than you, I think people need to understand that and they need to understand that from the outside in as well. Everybody around you feels the same way. Everybody around you is going to care about themselves more than they care about you also. So you need to understand that in a world where everybody has to find that line between self-service and service to others, it is okay to have boundaries, right? Like, yeah. like re- really, it's a game of boundaries for me, man. Because I, I like, I, I've struggled with that big time, right? Because I'm, you know, my story. I, I went from being very selfish about relationships to realizing that if I really want to have the relationships that I want, I need to be giving. Yeah. And then, and then Starts the rest was, all right. How do I corral that, right? Like, how do I, how do I? I think it's Brene Brown that says like the perfect boundary is the exact center of how much you love somebody else and how much you can love yourself. Yeah. Right. So, 100%. so it's under understanding that boundary, man. And dude, you, you talk, I feel at the core of your being, right. Is, is this emotional intelligence that you said that you developed from having a sister with a, with, with special needs and having to figure out how to communicate through emotion as your career took off, right? Like military sales, entrepreneurship, building corporations, at what point did you identify emotional intelligence as that hedgehog in the center of your flywheel, right? Like at, at, what, point, at what point did you realize it was that and started giving that credit, right? Because I'm, I'm a guy, I'm, I'm also consider myself emotional intelligent. Again, moved around a yes. lot like you, right? Like I, I think we- A lot of street smart. A lot of street smarts come into with that. A yes. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so- but 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 the world up until very recently that that world wasn't that word was not in the lexicon right like, yeah, like no one a, knew what it was they'd be like yeah. this guy's got a mouthpiece on him he could talk to anybody and just get whatever you have to be able to sense people think that say when I use the word sales people have their own feelings when it comes to that word I was in education sales so technically I wasn't in sales because you have to really qualify someone to make ensure that they're going to do well you know, enrolling into that program and then doing well during the time, however long the program is, then they get a job, trade school, stuff like that. I mean, making sure they're going to have the end result, right? So I learned that from a very, at the very beginning in my sales career, I guess you would say 2008, 2009-ish, I learned how to use my own God-given, my gifts. Because when I get someone on the phone, I, I was always good. You put me on a phone, bro. Like I, I can... I can do whatever I need to do that. I'm surgical with that motherfucker. I am surgical with the phone. That's my, that's my hidden, like that's my tool. If I had to choose one tool to be able to use for the, you, you give me a phone and I will make some shit happen. I'm telling you right now, just give me a phone. So, but the whole point behind that is I use my own way of communicating with someone. And I'm going to ask a lot of diagnostic questions. And I just use whatever I'm good at. They gave me a script my first day. I said, okay, here's the script. Read this shit, you know, and you sell them, getting them into the campus and you enroll them and take them on a tour and you roll them into a program. I said, okay. So I looked at the script. I tried it. Dial. Hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm calling for blah, blah, blah. That shit does not work. Okay. This is where I figured out I would use my own shit. I would make it myself. 
All right, I'm going to get you on the phone. Pablo, what's shaking, man? I'm going to call you like you know me. You're like, yeah. what's shaking? Who is this? I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute, but my name is Chris, by the way. But I'm, it's not about why I'm calling you and who I am. It's about what I'm going to do for you. Would you like to learn more? Yeah. It's sparking their interest, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I would use my own emotional intelligence because here's the thing about humans, and a lot of people don't understand. You have different personality types. There's only a certain amount of behaviors, patterns. So when I'm asking questions, I'm listening for what you're not telling me. And then I'm going to pick up on that and I'm going to listen. I'm going to ask questions, frame it, give spark your interest. Then I'm going to create some doubt, maybe start challenging a narrative on what you actually believe with your own beliefs. You'll be like, I don't believe this. I, I have a strong conviction, Chris. This is why I'm not successful. This is what I want to do. But why do you want to do that? That's the most offensive question to ask someone. Why? Why? I want to do this. Why? What led you to making that type of decision? What was the external factors that came into play when you made that decision? Then once I, once I start asking those questions and figuring out how they make decisions, now I got you. And then I'm, here's the problem with salespeople. They're not going to put in a time because it's a numbers game. They're just going to be like, okay, I need to sell you this program, product, service, or good, t-shirt, popsicle, whatever they're selling. And they move on. There's no accountability there. But in education, there is accountability because I have to make sure they're going to do well. Hmm. They're invested 50, 70, 80K into their, their education. And they're using government funding, student loans. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of accountability there. And that's how you keep your accreditations. So I learned how I learned what emotional intelligence was there, but I couldn't, I couldn't break out how I was able to do what I did. Hmm. So here's my shift. 2009-ish, 10. They're like, Chris, you're phenomenal what you do. Of course, they, what they do is they try to keep people that, that become one of the best in the nation at something. They're like, well, how do we keep Chris at this company? They're going to they're gonna promote you. So they gave me a DOA position, director of admissions. Okay. But now, then I had to learn how to train what I did. I become more valuable. So I started reading a lot of psychology books, human brain, bio, what the chemicals, in your brain and what sparks dopamine and certain. So when I started studying all this, I was like, ha ha, I can make anything happen. And once I learned how to train it at a very high level, I took my, then I realized I was sort of rubbing elbows with some major investors for those trade schools. I was like, I'm making these assholes millions of dollars every week. Why am I only making $128,000 a year? And I was like, well, and then I started asking questions. How can I do this on my own? Can I make this happen? Can I start my own business? Okay, so what's my pitch? What's my angle? Do I have the systems in place? I can train anyone to do anything. I can train a monkey to speak Japanese. You're going to find a way to relate to that son of a bitch. I'm telling you, you just got to find a way to relate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And you have all these different languages in the world. Okay, let's make a point. Just make a really important point. There's all these different languages from all these different parts of the world and all these different cultures. But there's one way of communicating, and that's by numbers. Numbers do not lie. You put money in someone's pocket and you make them feel good about how much money you're putting in their pocket, they will pay you for whatever that value is. But it's all about your value. If you're bringing a lot of heat and a lot of value, they will pay you whatever you ask for. 
then I started learning in entrepreneurship, started learning and asking for the outrageous just to see if they'll pay me. And they would. Because it's not about what I was doing for them and teaching them. It was about how I was making them feel during that experience and using my emotional intelligence and then holding myself accountable to what and what I did not do with them because my name is everything. That's a problem with salespeople. They'll cross that line once and they become unethical. You can't go back. You're just now training your subconscious mind that it's okay for you to get away with that shit. Once you cross that line, you can't go back. Might as well just hang it up. So this, these are the things that have, I wouldn't say assisted me, that equipped me with the tools that I needed to build my master life. I have a high income skill. You take all the money I've ever made right now and all the opportunities, you give me a phone, I'll make it happen. I'll build it again. That's my biggest fear though, is losing my mind. Once at some point, I think my grandparents, my grandmother, she had amnesia, you know, and, and dementia and it got really bad and she didn't even know who people were. And it was just like, like, man, that's my biggest fear in life. If I lose my fucking mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. My grandmother went like that too. It's, it's just just difficult, but you know, that's another thing is for, for your listeners, if you really want to know what it's going to feel like to have so much regret and you're going to go look back at your life and be like, man, I wish I did this. I wish I did this. I should have, could have, would have, could have, would have, whatever. Right. That type of conversation go when I know it's COVID right now, you can't really do this. Go when everything does open up and you're safe and you safe distance and using masks or whatever you do in your in community, go and call a retirement home and ask them, say, Hey, my name is Chris Ross. And I, what I would like to do is I would like to come in and I'm studying some, a, a big, huge topic It's called regret. And I would like to have conversations with your people in your retirement, in your facility, you know, safe distance, whatever that might be. And I'm going to ask them and I'd like to interview them. That was the best thing I ever did for myself. You did that. Yes. And I went in there and I interviewed, I don't know, probably 15, 20 people, men, women. And they, you know, one thing is it kept, it kept coming back up and then you can see the pain behind their eyes, bro, of regret. The girl they wanted to ask out on a date, the man they wanted to ask out, you know, the business they wanted to start, the invention that they had, right? Yeah. yeah All yeah, these yeah. different things. Man, I was like, well, f- like, fuck, man, <laughs> this is, this is, this is the way of life. And that's where I made my decision at that time. I'm ne- I'm going if I'm going to do something I'm going to give it my all no matter what. My only regret is it what I didn't do. But I'm not going to be the person that didn't give enough. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to die on E, bro. God willing, I'm going to die on E. Because I believe that you know when you die you're going somewhere else to work. Your yeah, spirit. Yeah, you can't take it with you, man. You can't take it with can't, you. Right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's about what you can do for someone and how you can make them feel during that course of that time. Mm. If you figure those two things out, you can do with anything you want. I know it's, it sounds like really messed up and your listeners are probably like, what the fuck? It's, it's, really, it's really not complex. You're making it complex. Yeah. Being successful and living a fulfilled life, that's your decision and choice. You make these decisions and choices. That yeah. simple. Dude, you're hitting on you're hitting on so many notes, so many notes that I echo with so hard. You know, I've I have that that what you just said, going to visit an old folks home and talk to them about like what do you wish you could have done is something that I've been like saying I'm gonna do for four years. 
right? Like, I, and I and I haven't done it. Actually, you know, they're waiting on time. you. They're waiting on you. They're just there to. They're there. Yeah. Like a lot of these families, they just send them there to. Die. They're there to die. Yeah, yeah. No, I believe it, man. I listen, dude. I the That's first tough. time that popped into my head was when I was selling like e-commerce training, right? Like how to start a side hustle. I was like, dude, why don't we start an organization that volunteers at old folks' homes and has these conversations, record these conversations, and be like, take a shot with your side hustle. You know, like, like that, that, that was where my head was at. Right. And that, right. and that, and, and that brings me, and that brings me actually full circle to where one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, man. And it's this idea that as a highly emotionally intelligent dude, and as a street smart guy with a mouthpiece, right. I, the first 32, 33 years of my life, I was a manip- manipulative son of a bitch, right? Like, like, I, I'm like, what can I get? What, what can yeah. I get? Right. Like how can, what can I get this dude to do? Why, like, is, is my college buddy okay with me dating his ex-girlfriend? No, but I can talk him into it. You know, like li- literally yeah, that, yeah. that I did that. Right. Like mm-hmm. what, at what point in your life did you go from, or did you ever have that issue? And, and if you did like what shifted that mindset from somebody who sells to somebody who serves, right? Like I, I very clearly see you as somebody that can sell, but you choose to serve people instead of right. selling. Like how, how uh, this you- is a really good question, and I'm 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 so blessed that you're asking me this question, and giving me this opportunity because a lot not a lot of people can can understand that you you can't be just one way your whole life. Okay, all right, put, I'll prove it to you. When I went to the military and got out of the military, I learned some really fucked up habits. Okay, like I was drinking. I but here's the problem with emotional intelligence and me being an empath, I would sacrifice my own needs, wants, and desires to make someone else feel good. Okay. So when I, I didn't even like really drinking, okay. It was, I just liked to. I didn't know how to transfer my energy properly into the things that matter to me. So when I would, was really good at my career in sales and I would just go to the bar because I didn't know what to do with my life. I was bored. I'm the kind of person you got to keep me busy. Okay. And just like you, I can, I can talk anyone into anything. But I, especially with, you know, and this is going to sound really messed up, like women, I never had that problem of me getting a girl to bed, okay? Or me getting to persuading her to doing what I wanted her to, to do because I would make her laugh. I would make, I would be be genuinely interested in her because it was a Tuesday. There was not a lot of girls in there. So you know, like, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, I get and, it, and I'm not I'm, saying, I'm not insinuating that I was unethical. No, I, I would tell them straight up, we're never going to date. And they, psychology, you know, obviously you're looking at the psychology wise, they're like, what does it mean? Oh, yeah, there's, there's a chance. <laughs> but I was up front. Listen, I'm not going to date you, but we can have a good time. You're a Tuesday girlfriend. There's a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. You know what I mean? And I'm just yeah, being 100% honest with you. Yeah, yeah, right? I got you. So, so, so how does that evolve? Yeah. How that evolved, I realized that I can take some of my gifts of me, a gift of gab, I guess you would say it, and having a mouthpiece. How can I do that to do good and use it for good? And that's when I went to education. I went to education by an accident. I literally was um, laid off from work. This is 2007, 2008. So I was a chemical engineer, kind of. That's where I went to college and obviously did. I'm not an engineer anymore. So it, but the great part about me being an engineer, that's the way my brain works. I look at things backwards and everyone else looks at things. I look at it as how can I improve this? And I want to know how it works and, and, and breaking it down. I was a kid at home would take things apart and put it back together to see how it worked. Okay. So that was an engineer mindset. But when I shifted that mindset to, okay, 
how do I make this shit work in my life? I was a chemical, like one of the top ones at, um, in sales. I was in chemical sales and made engineering a year. But then the market went bad. Fluid technology went out the window. So I had a year severance package. I was playing a lot of golf. And this little South African lady walked in and getting her husband were playing some golf, right? And happy hour and whatnot. She's like, you know, you'd be really good in education sales. I'm like, I don't know shit about college unless cheating on a test. <laughs> I don't know nothing about college. She was like, no, you're just really good at what you do. She goes, come in for an interview. And I was like, I really don't need to work. I have a year severance package mindset problem, right? Yeah. So I went in, went for an interview and I was like, can she goes, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, it's not a matter if I can't do this. It's just a matter if I want to do this. Once I, once I saw the impact that I was making with people on a deep level, man, I was like, all right, I'm on to something. I'm on to something. Then when you make that shift to doing it for the good and the greater of other in humans as an individual and watching that impact that you make on someone that changes our life. I, I don't remember maybe their names or maybe you know what they're looking like. But I do remember every single person's story. And I know what that would feel like because that's how much I would put myself into their world, bro. I literally, that was my God gift. I, yeah. I could put myself, I can literally emerge myself into the other person, take their brain off, take their brain and using my brain and they go, wait a minute, I can do this. And they start and they, they you know, like, just picture that for a second. It sounds really mad. I get it, dude. You sound like Professor I, X. I, dude, I, I get this. So, <laughs> I so when, I did, when I did that for the greater good, I realized that, yeah. man, this is going to be impactful. I was watching something. Jordan Peterson. I think it's Jordan Peterson. Okay. Beautiful mind. Great content. Love his message, right? A lot of people there, there, a lot of people just aren't on the fence. They're either one side or the other one, right? With this guy. He was talking about Donald yeah, Trump, but he was talking about like the, the greatest people in the world. Okay. And the Greeks say this the thing about knowing thyself, but the whole like funny, funny thing about life is no one knows who the fuck they are in the first place. You might know who you are today, but it's going to change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's the process. Okay. So he was talking about the, the greatest people in the world are the most dangerous people in the world, but they make a conscious choice every day for the doing it for the good and the better. Oof. And I want to say that again for the listeners that maybe just went over top of that. I know what I know, and I'm so good at what I do that I could probably t- I could probably start a war and doing I could probably be, I don't know, a serial killer or something. Okay. And I can get anything I want to do unethically, and I could probably make that choice and, and do whatever I needed to and destroy people. But I know how powerful I am. But I choose to do it for the greater good. And those are the ones that become great in life. So I'm going to challenge your listeners. Do Find something that really interests you and you are obsessed with. Obsessed. I become obsessed about making a human connection and making an impact for the greater good and watching them achieve anything they've ever wanted in a life. How I go about achieving that is I... I put myself in their world and I polarize right through them. And I break, go to go into their world and figure out what their gifts are. And I'll say, here's how, here's how do you go about doing this? And I watch them go do it. And then, you know what? Those people, you're now I'm not creating a lifelong client. I'm creating a lifelong relationship that is going to get, <laughs> that is, I'm always going to win. I'm always going to win. Yeah. 
but you have to make that choice. So are you doing things for the, for the greater good or are you doing it just for your gain? I can give a shit about money because I know I always will make it. It's just a way, just knowing, knowing what you're good at, man. Like I, I don't do things that I suck at. Why? Cause I can employ people to do those things. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, I listen, we just, we just wrote out our core. So I have a new, I have a partnership that I am solidifying right now, a, a partner I've been working with for six months and we just solidified core values. And one of our core values is pursuit of happiness. And the way we wrote it out is if you can enable people to use their superpower to yeah. serve others, then you maximize their ability to pursue happiness. Yes. Right. Like, like I, t- I totally, I totally get what you're saying, man. Like what, man, a couple other things I want to distill a huge aha moment for me was the the end of this leadership Miami program that I did, right? Where we got, we had eight months, 15 people that had never met before. We couldn't establish a hierarchy and we had to go out, raise money and execute a project for some charity that we had it, that we had no direction on who to help or whatever. Right. So it was like, it was like from zero in eight months, we raised a hundred grand. We remodeled this like foster care center for, for, for foster kids. It was the most stressful eight months Ooh, of man. my life. But when it finished, and like walking away from like the inauguration of the remodeling after the golf tournament and after all this stuff, I was like, damn, dude, that impact, like, like that is what I want to do, right? Like once you see the impact you can make, then you know, you're onto something then, yeah. you know? And, and I, and I echo so much with everything you're saying, dude, when you said the greatest people in the world are the most dangerous people in the world, yes. I got goosebumps. like I literally, I, I never had goosebumps like this in a conversation because I have always felt very dangerous, right? Like I've always felt very dangerous to myself and others. But, and I, I've never verbalized that, right. but you just, you just, you just touched on something not to over talk you because I, and I really, please, please. I don't want to be disrespectful. You, you touched, yeah. you touched on one thing just real quick. You talked about dangerous to yourself. That's the problem with people that when they become really good at what they do and become great, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to go and they end up self-sabotaging themselves. Yeah. And they, <laughs> They're sacrificing themselves for someone else's pleasure or someone else's gain because they want to feel good. They want to have friends. I can give a shit if you like me, Pablo. I can give, I'm being, I'm being 100% yeah, no, with I you. Get it, I, get, I can I get give it, a yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> but I cherish our relationship because I know who you are. Yeah. I know what you're about. Not how much money you make, what you've done in your life. No, yeah. who you are. Yeah. Because that's an energy, that's a vibration. If you're not, if you don't, if your vibration doesn't raise and keep raising, mm-hmm. you're not going to be tuned into my station yeah. any longer, but I'm willing to die every single day to become who I should be. And then I'm, when that happens, it's, I'm going to end up, my end result is who I'm destined to become, but I have to be willing to sacrifice who I am today. But me, I wouldn't be able to make that happen. If I give a shit about what everyone else thought of me, I can care less, man. It doesn't matter to me. I don't, it, and, and I know it sounds really messed up, but when you make that shift, nothing else makes sense. It just doesn't make sense. 50 Cent says it doesn't make dollars. It, make, it doesn't make, it's got to make sense, right? Yeah. If it doesn't make, it, but now I shifted that from not I have making impact, not making money because with impact, they'll pay me whatever they want. I, I ask for. It's about the opportunities. How many more lives can I change today? Making that collective impact. And that's what I'm building with Winject Studios. It's not yeah. about my mess. And I just watched this, this happen the other day. I posted something on, shit, what was that platform? I haven't utilized, 
I haven't used my LinkedIn. I have over 10,000 connections on LinkedIn for yeah. my corporate life. I'm a corporate America dropout. Okay. So yeah. when I left that world and went to entrepreneurship, I haven't really like warmed up that traffic. So I'm going to use LinkedIn now. So I, I, saw, I, I saw, I saw you pop up on LinkedIn. I was like, Oh, Chris, was like, what, the hell's, what the hell's he doing here? Who's this so, fellow? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy? So I started posting on that and I, I took a screenshot of an email that I, that I received that I responded to. And for those listeners out there, just go to LinkedIn and you'll, this is Chris Ross. You'll find me and you'll see the picture that I will screenshot. It was an email that I got from a, from a listener of a show that I was on another show, but the collective impact now being a part of building out of Winject studios and a podcasting network, you type in Winject studios. You're now going to start seeing all the other shows. Well, she saw, she listened to me on one show with with her one connection. Then she realized that I had my own show. Then I was on all these other shows. And then she started consuming a lot of content. Now I have a raving fan for life yep. that all these listeners, that one listener listened to, I think, I think it was three to four different shows and hosts. Now she's an avid listener of all those other shows. That's collective impact. You can change lives that way. You can, ch- and potentially you can change the world. If you're, if you're aligned and you have the, everyone's on the same one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome. Like there's, there's a lot of shows out there be like, Hey, Chris, I want to be a part of the network. I want to be a part of the community, but if you don't align for the greater good of humans and you have your purpose driven, then you're, you're not, I don't, we don't need you. You're not aligned. So that's what I mean by, I can give a shit if people like me or don't like me. I value the ones that are on that frequency. If you're not on that frequency, you're not tuned into my station and I don't even hear you. I don't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes perfect sense, man. The key to building your relationship flywheel will rely in your ability to design and build your own stage where you can have conversations with people, getting to know them, understanding their value, and sharing it to the world. This is the service that I offer, and I offer it to $100 million companies where we're setting record-breaking sales goals with it. If you want to know more about that, go to connectwithpablo.com. If you're just an individual that wants to build it, subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to my email list on my website because coming soon is a community where I'm going to teach this to you personally. Go to connectwithpablo.com.